Hello, good afternoon and welcome once again to Hardballs on Alpton FM, officially North London's premier local audio broadcaster. We've got another action-packed show for you this week with a special treat lined up for Touchline Tunes. As ever, feel free to drop us a line, send us a tweet, or give us a virtual poke with all your views and opinions on the week's sporting event. So, while we await your calls, let's go over to our roving correspondent, Ryan Swansong, who today is posted outside Wembley for us. What's going on, Ryan? Absolutely nothing, Sam, and what's remarkable is there hasn't been for some time. And have you heard anything about the rumours that the players' agents might be involved today? Well, that really is an interesting twist in the case, but no, we've been here for over four hours and have heard absolutely nothing. It really is important to say at this stage, though, that no one has passed or spoken to us this morning, although I'm sure you can appreciate it is early days. Ryan, are you likely to see any of the panel when they arrive in a few hours' time? No, Sam, we will not. We were told by the FA some time ago that under no circumstances will we be able to talk to anyone from the panel or any of the players. Or, if the rumours are true, agents, either. I should stress, though, at no point today will we be getting any information from those involved in the case or from the FA in general, and what is becoming an increasingly intriguing story. OK, thanks, Ryan. We'll be back with you for more developments later on. Right, now to the phones. Uh, first up, we've got Michael. He's absolutely furious about not being allowed to run in the London Marathon, and he's on the phone now. Yeah, man, he's I, I, livid, man. Absolutely right. livid. All right, Michael, uh, let, our, let our listeners know what's happened. Tell us the story. Well, basically, I've been preparing for this London Marathon, you know, bit of jogging, bit of running. So you've been training I'm... already? Oh, yeah, 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 I've been oh. training. I've been, uh, you so know, a complete waste of time, then? Total waste of time, mate, and I'm absolutely seething with the authorities. Did you get the registration form in on time and everything like that? Fulfilled all of the criteria. Right. Um, how much money had you raised so far? Sorry, Michael, how much money had you raised so far? Oh, a lot of money, mate. A couple of hundred. Right. Three, four hundred. Right, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, if you don't mind me asking, Michael, because obviously it's all about charity, the London Marathon, you know. Like, what charity were you raised? Which charity is now going to be deprived of that money? Uh, Gibbo. Is that your friend? Yeah, my mate Gibbo. Is it, uh, is it, sorry, uh, Michael, he must be ill. No, no, it's Gibbo stag do, which just means some of the lads oh. had enough cab off, mate. Um, you know, Michael, what, you're saying it's a stag do? Yeah, it's like it's a hotel, it's not, not free. Right, okay, well that explains very clearly why you didn't get lit onto the London Marathon. Absolutely unbelievable. Right, Michael, I'm cutting you off there. Next stop on the line, we've got a very special call, and this is all about, obviously, Alberton Town, you know, the biggest match of their life, the biggest match of their history, even, in the first round against Luton, and we've got Reverend Charles Tinfall, the local vicar for Alberton Town. Uh, Reverend, are you there? <laughs> I am. God bless you. God bless you, Samuel. Yeah. Uh, well, Reverend Tinfall, it's very nice to have you on the show, and I know that you're incredibly passionate about Alberton Town, and their progress in the FA Cup. It's quite a story, isn't it, them getting to this stage? It's absolutely fantastic. You you have no idea how the community is um, accepting this and embracing the whole the whole ethos of the the, the, the beautiful game. <laughs> yeah, such a such a Philippe for the local area. Absolutely. We we used to we used to have um congregate I mean um crowds of um up to 
up to 30 or 40, and suddenly, here we are, here we are in the FA Cup, playing Luton, and um, we, we, we're exceeding, exceeding all we've ever wished for, and um, to some extent, we'd, we'd like to, we'd, we'd like to piggyback on this uh, community sort of success is, is marvellous yeah. um, Reverend do you think you'll need any you know divine intervention to win this match or do you think <laughs> the, the boys on the pitch will be able to do it themselves I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure I like it, but uh, I, I'll, I'll play along. I, I did. I mean, you wouldn't remember, but when I was a boy, it probably got me into the church. Actually, we we heard about the hand of God. Um, it's the first time we, we in this country sort of uh, accepted that God was part of the. Um, football ethos, but uh, the marvellous goal scored by God, or the hand of yeah. God, but uh, were you there? Were you there? No, it was great, it was great, but that that was, um, of course, uh, it wasn't God, it was an Argentinian player against England, so it couldn't have been God, well, it could have been, but uh, he, he's, I know he's got a sense of humour, but uh, he wouldn't do that, would he? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think it's too much to ask, Reverend, to, you know... Would it be would it be against the cloth to you know ask for a little bit of extra help next Saturday? I pray. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on my knees most of the time when uh, Alberton are on on the field. I must say, and uh, some of them are towards the end of extra time these days. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I I think it, I think that's fair. I I think um, we're all entitled to um, ask. Well, you know, to 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 share the joy. To, to, to us, uh, our, our great redeemer, to um, redeem us sometimes. And, and, uh, and Rev, uh, yeah, uh, Reverend, and you must be expecting, uh, you know, a few more people at the congregation the night before. I do hope so. I do hope so. I, I, what, what I'd really like is, um, you know, if, if God can pull this off for Albert, I'd, I'd like some of some of the players, um, probably, probably not the ones of other. Religious persuasions, uh, inverted commas, um, <laughs> to, to to come along. But uh, yes, certainly, if, if we had um, if, if we had uh, Alf Hennessy, um, that would be that would be fantastic if he, if he could be an usher or something like that in his shirt, <laughs> in the colours. That would be, that would be tremendous. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Reverend, it's incredibly nice having you on the show, and I'm sure... It's lovely to be here, yes. And, and, um, I don't know how many how many listeners you've got, but... Tens. Um, tens, tens of listeners. Tens of listeners. You, your tens of listeners are all so welcome at St. Martin's, and um, okay. we, we, we're a very open, open church, and uh, we, we'd love to see you. Okay, Reverend, any final words for the players? Oh, God bless you. And um, just know that you're in my thoughts and in my prayers. And, um, you know, win or lose, um, God still loves you. But um, the Reverend Charles might be might be sulking for a fortnight if you don't play well. So uh, play up the heads. <laughs> okay, well, that was Reverend Charles Tinfall giving his um, best support from the Holy World down to Alperton Town for this Saturday. Well, thank you very much, Reverend. God bless you. All right, next on the line, we've got Tony Dinham from Oxfordshire. He wants to talk about his team's performance today. Hello, Tony. Hi, how are you, Good performance today. 
Yeah, brilliant performance, brilliant performance. Uh, great work out the back. Uh, really strong defence. We had the attackers were. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to make the team sound bad, but better than usual. But it, it, <laughs> it seems to me, for the first time, I've watched you a few times this season. It seems to me that for the first time, you're all working together as a team. Yeah, they were. They were tight. They were tight. They've always really put their heads together and. Uh, yeah. They did what they were there to do. Um, especially a great result, considering you know, you know the crowd they've got at their ground. You know, so vociferous. You know, it's a difficult kind of atmosphere to play in, I suppose. Vociferous crowd. Yeah, you know, it's you know difficult atmosphere. You know, they've got you know, a lot of fans there, big presence. There's great supporters, very loyal fans. Yeah, I was like, just saying know, that. What the fans were doing, were doing all they could to cheer the team on I thought they, they showed great support I wouldn't say they were vociferous right I was just saying I that I wouldn't accuse them of being vociferous in, in any way oh Tony I was just saying that you know for your team playing at their place with their fans I'll just say I think vociferous you know maybe I'll use another word um, very passionate let's say extremely passionate fans well not vociferous then what right I, okay I well say, yeah absolutely passionate then they're a very passionate team I wouldn't that's that's the support. That's what that's what we as supporters are like. Yeah. Maybe All right. maybe when you go into your team, you're you, you know you, you will boo them if they're if, if they're not. Okay. Well, I don't I don't boo my team, Tony. I don't boo my team. But it's not about me, Sam Shape Shoot. Um. All right, Tony. Well, it's Tony Dinham from Oxfordshire. There really enjoyed his yeah, team's performance and not so much my vocabulary. Next up on the line, we've got Harry from Madlock Bath. How you doing, Harry? Yeah, not bad, mate. Just, uh, just phone up to congratulate the milkman. He delivered again. Is that a real milk- milkman, Harry? No, 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 no. Milky, milky. You know, Robert Milkin, the snooker player. Oh, yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. He's through to the quarters, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Great performance. That's just like the postman delivers tomorrow. <laughs> Who's he playing? No, no, I'm just waiting for my gyro to come through. I'm skinned Eastwood at the moment, mate. Thanks for calling me Collecto. Must be desperate for the call. And anyone else who wants to get in touch, don't forget the number 0800 898 Or you can reach us on Twitter on at Hardballs uh, and keep those opinions coming thick and fast. OK, we're back with Ryan Swansong at Wembley now. Ryan, do we have any idea of how long the panel are expected to meet for? Well, of course, today is only a provisional hearing, so we are not expected to meet for more than an hour. Like I said, Sam, at this stage, it really is difficult to tell as we're not in possession of any facts or information. We don't foresee anything happening for at least six hours when the proceeding starts at 1pm. What's the mood around Wembley today? It's a strange one, no mistake about it. Since we arrived at the stadium around 4am our time, very little has happened. And in some ways, that says everything about what the FA is having to deal with at the moment. There were very few cars here and just a few more people... And it seems very much of the majority of people involved in the case and those who just work in the stadium are still to begin their day. Ryan there bringing us some of the facts of the story and we'll check back with Mr Swansong later on from Wembley. Right, it's time for some more calls straight after the news bulletins with Sue Real. Alberton Town Manager Simon Malthane has said at his press conference in the Alberton Arms that he will not be pressed into buying any last-minute players who aren't better than what he already has. Malthane refused to comment on any of the club's targets. At the test match, TMS reported that blowers saw 15 pigeons, tuffers made an innuendo-laden gaff, Aggers interviewed pop star Peter Andre, Jeffrey Boycott spoke about how tough it was growing up in Yorkshire, and Michael Vaughan sounded smug while England reached 265 for five. 
The Russian Olympic Committee are staying upbeat over the planned boycott of the Winter Games because of the country's controversial new law against homosexuality. A spokesman for the committee said he expected a significant increase in the team's medal tally. Lewis Hamilton said that he will be taking legal action after someone hacked into his official Twitter account and posted a series of funny messages on the Formula One star's page. A spokeswoman for the Mercedes driver said, The tweets were completely out of character for Lewis, so no one believed it anyway. Jose Mourinho has shocked journalists again by saying something controversial. The Times reported that they didn't think it would be the last they heard of the Portuguese coach. And this just breaking... Alberton Town Manager Simon Malfain has revealed that the club are close to signing Alan Sampson, Leon Chisel, and Park Royal Knights captain Luke Clements as the transfer deadline reaches its final week. Right, now we're fully back up to date with all the news and soon we will be going back to the phones for more of your calls. But first up, we've got a very special interview with Jamaica's Athletics Director, Dujon Smith. Dujon, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing, Dijon? Thanks very much for coming on the show. It's a real pleasure. Firstly, you've got Johan Blake, Nesta Carter, Usain Bolt, Michael Freighter. Where has all this success come from? From Jamaica, really. Yeah, but if you know, like, where, uh, where, in your opinion, what do you think the reason behind all the success is? I think it's the food, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the food and uh, the food and the weather. Yeah, Okay, I'll get you, Dujon. Dujon, do you think that the uh, the rivalry between Johan Blake and Usain Bolt is good for the team? No, it's not good for the team, you know, but we can't do nothing about it. I just got the man them Okay, I'm hearing, I'm hearing you. I, I understand, uh, obviously, listeners, difficult phone connection because uh, you're in Kingston now, aren't you, Dujon? Yeah, 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 man. The call's coming a long way away, I understand. Um, do you think Usain Bolt can go to Rio de Janeiro in uh, in three years' time and still do it? Yeah, man, then I, I, I'm the man, you know. I'm the big man, so right now, anything possible, you see? Yeah, yeah. Ha, Dujon, if you had to sum up how much of a hero he is in Jamaica, how would you say he is? Well, right now, I'm the man, you know. I'm the top man, you see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm the top man right now. Could he get any girl he wanted, Dujon? Yes, man. Any girl. Any girl. The man wants. Just a minute. Dujon, well, I just want to say what a, a pleasure it is having you all the way from Kingston and talking about the Jamaican Athletics team. It's been a tremendous success. You must be incredibly proud of what they've done. Yeah, man. Everybody proud and thing and everything good. That's it. Yeah, brilliant. All right, Dujon. Well, thanks for uh, giving us your time, mate. All right. All right. Take it yeah. easy. Yeah, bless. Bless, yeah? Well, it's great to have someone like Dujon on telling us about the success, the inner workings of the Jamaican athletics team success, all the way from Kingston. Now, though, it's time for mine, and I'm sure yours, favourite part of the show, where we impose banishment on a star of the sporting world with this week's edition of Touchline Tunes. My refugee this week is a local lad done good. Alperton born, Alperton raised. He is arguably the most famous export to date. Think for the word cricket... And this man's name immediately springs to mind. Not since Troggs and Barrett won Trade Firm of the Year in 1979 has anyone done as much to put Alperton back on the map. His unrivaled commitment to the sport has seen him capped twice by Kent in 2005, sensationally hit four centuries in one afternoon for Sudbury Town, and win the prestigious West London upcoming Young Cricketer of the Year twice. Picking up a bat for the first time at the age of three. His career has been a roller coaster ever since. 
but at the age of 36 and a half, he has decided it's time to hang up his pads and box. He once said, I dream of cricket every single night, even when I'm awake. Are you still living the dream now, Simon D. Barnaby? Uh, well, you know, we all dream when we're young and impressionable. Some of us more vividly than others. I certainly did. My auntie Moira made me a dream catcher and put it above my bed. I always knew I wanted to be a cricketer. I wasn't interested in being an astronaut, a Formula One driver, a fireman, a civil servant like the rest of my classmates in primary school. I was single-minded and luckily it worked out for me. You started very young though. All that extra practice must have paid off. You could say that. (laughs) Many people would say that the age of three was too young to start. I disagree. Some people said I should have been building houses and farms with my Duplo set. But I could do that as well. I had the best of both worlds. After a busy day at the crease, I enjoyed nothing more than an evening of construction. My parents weren't pushy. They were just enthusiastic. They always encouraged me to do my best, but I never felt forced into the pavilion. I think starting at the age of three got me acclimatised to the cricket environment and being around people in pads. You got a nasty injury, Simon, at the age of ten, and and some thought, including yourself, that you might never pick up a bat again. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I still shudder when I think about it. It was a bad year for me, actually. First, there was the splinter in my arm, which prevented me from bowling to my full potential. I didn't even know they did tweezers in that size. (laughs) The sucker punch came when I dislocated my shoulder. I've never been on a rope swing since. It's the one injury you wouldn't wish on a cricketer. Certainly one to avoid, and can really knock your confidence. It's like a footballer breaking his leg, or dislocating your finger just before an important table tennis game. I feared I would never recover and get back to my infamous technique. But as soon as I could, I was back hitting boundaries. And I believe, Simon, we're going to be reflecting on happier times for your first music selection. Yeah, it goes back to when we were 17. We would finish practice for the day. Me and a few of the lads, Zach Cacton, Liam Southbanks, Dave Teasmaid, all of us went to the house. All of us went on to be household names, you could say. We were too young to go to the pub, and they did have a strict Think 21 policy, so we would go for some fast food and usually end up in Wimpy. We had terrific fun, getting up to all sorts. I would always have cheeseburger and new potatoes. I even liked to watch my weight back then. We talked about everything from our favourite umpires to our least favourite umpires. So I would like to select Fast Food Rockers with the Fast Food song to commemorate this time. Can I take your order, please? Okay, great stuff. Right, now we've got time for a few more calls before a final check with Ryan Swangsong from Wembley, who will hopefully have a bit more news for us. Next on the line, we've got Linda from East Fife. How are you doing, Linda? Well, I'm not great, to be honest, Sam, OK? I'm pretty angry. Um, I just thought that tonight the, the whole thing was just depraved. It was just, it was pure filth, to be honest with you. And I'm furious. Was it the defending that annoyed you, Linda? Oh, my God, you call that defending? That was not defending. Do you know what? I took my kids tonight. I took them and I thought, you know, and that, I can't tell them that that's defending. Those players are paid to defend and they weren't defending, were they? Linda, I completely agree with you. We've had plenty of calls about it tonight. What do you think uh, the team can do about it in the future? Oh, uh, do you know what? They should not be playing again, ever. They should be punished. 
Okay, Linda, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks very much for your call. Terry from Gravesend, who's answered our previous plea to hear more about what's going on in the world of sport that's away from football. Uh, Terry, welcome to the show. What have you got for us? Hi, mate. First time caller, long time listener. think you're doing a terrific job. That's very kind of you to say so, Terry. Yeah, uh, I, I just rung up to talk about the greyhounds, really. Anyone in particular, mate? Uh, bitch, dog, don't matter as long as they're chasing a plastic hair. Okay, Terry, tell us, tell us, you know, because I don't know much about it, and I'm sure some of our listeners won't know a great deal. What's going on in the world of ground racing at the moment? Well, look, I must admit, I don't follow it that closely. But let's face it, all colours and creeds will be pumped, don't they? Okay, I'm not sure that's the consensus amongst all face, Terry. Please go on. Well, uh, you know, it's cheaper than the football. I've been proud out of that. My season ticket at the Shrimp is 150 quid. I mean, you've got to be a... You ought to be a postman or something to go see professional football now. Yeah, some might argue that football did have to move on, Terry. You know, make itself more accessible to families and the wider general public in order to gain the appeal as a day. And I'm not sure that's... Yeah, that's but, but listen, dog racing still got families in. Look, I can rock up, five are in, scorecard, blue wicked, kids in free. Yeah, but football grounds, you know, you can get kids in free these days. Oh, oh, yeah, right. And end up in a plastic seat next to some happy, crappy, airy, fairy, philately, media type. Uh, oh, no offence, mate. Look, the thing is, I know I can rock to a, do- to a drug track on a Saturday afternoon, not worry about a ticket or getting in, stand on a terrace and enjoy the atmosphere, have a fag, sink a few pints, then roll home to the missus. That's why I take the little boy. How, how old is the little boy, Terry? Uh, four or five or something. Okay, right, Terry, excellent call. Um, right, have anyone else got any stories about any minority sports, uh, maybe similar or very different to Terry's, then do give us a ring. Okay, next up we've got Simon on the phones. Uh, Simon's from Huddersfield, how are you doing, Si? Yeah, well, mate. Okay, so what would you like to talk about? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players on the pitch and they're all crap. Okay, well, that was Simon's view. Right, next on the line, we've got Stephen from Newcastle. Can you hear me, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Okay, what would you like to talk about? I want to talk about Newcastle United, really. I mean, the players these days have got no love for the shirt. What is it, do you think it's a, a lack of passion, Stephen? No, man, I mean, they've got no love for the shirt. I mean, the material and the new sponsor and that. Oh, right. Um, well, what, 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 what would you do about it, then? Probably change suppliers. Okay, all right, well, thanks a lot for calling up then, Stephen. Some very passionate views there about the, the issues that come with wearing the shirt for your club. Time now to go back to our roving reporter, Ryan Swansong from Wembley, who can hopefully tell us a little bit more information about the inquiry held today. Ryan, is there any more developments on the FA hearing? No, none at all, Sam. Okay, Ryan Swansong there with all the news from Wembley. That's it for the week's show. All that remains for me is to thank all our guests, you the listeners... And to leave you until next week with the classified football results with Clive Adams. Sponsored this week by Flowers by Janet on Alberton High Street. Evo Stick Premier League, Sudbury Sunsets 2, Pinner Park Rangers 0. Ricelip Friday 2, Hatchet Harriers 1, FA Vars, Alperton Town 2, Acton Town 3, Uxbridge 4, Park Royal Knights 4, FA Trophy, match between Wickham and Peterborough postponed due to ongoing pleasant weather.